You're listening to episode nine of the Coffee Chats with the Life Coach podcast. Happy New Year! It's January, and I have a great topic for you today. I'm chatting with my friend Starlin, coach for anxious and overwhelmed moms. A few weeks ago, I noticed she posted on Instagram about a significant milestone since she stopped drinking alcohol, and I invited her to have a chat with me about it, and she said yes. I also stopped drinking almost five years ago, and I know many people will try try January this year, so let's talk about it. Starlin, hi. Thank you for hi. joining us. And let's start with this. Why did you make the, this decision and when? So I have been alcohol-free for just over four years, and I wound up quitting drinking Um because I was so anxious and overwhelmed. I was having panic attacks and I had recently uh, started on anxiety medication and you can't combine anxiety medication and alcohol. I found that out the hard way, Um, but I knew I needed to do something and I had been relying on alcohol as a crutch to get me through parenting. I felt it was the only thing holding it all together. Um, And I was struggling in life and in parenting. And I finally decided to cut alcohol out for good. And my anxiety went away. And my calm and patience as a parent improved. That's amazing. As I said, I'm almost five years in, but I stopped drinking before I got pregnant to get pregnant. And I've never parented with alcohol, so I don't actually know what the difference is, but I can assume it's it's a, a big difference. And I cannot imagine myself not being able to focus, not being able to be fully present, being distracted or having any sort of brain fog while I take care of my child. It's it's scary for me. So I have had a couple of times um, alcohol-free beer just because I wanted to have the taste and it was... um, it was fit for what I was eating. But other than that, no, and I'm not even thinking about it. Have you considered going back at all? No. I when I quit drinking, I had I had limited myself on drinking before, where I would say, I'm gonna quit drinking for two weeks. And then all I would think about was drinking for two weeks. And then when I two weeks was up, then I would be back to where I was. So when I quit drinking in like for the final time, um, I just did it as like one day at a time. And I only focused on how I was feeling. And I never thought of it as a restriction because I think when we restrict ourselves and tell ourselves we can't do or have something, then that's all our focus goes to. So I started just focusing on how I was feeling and allowing myself to be uncomfortable And I got really comfortable with being uncomfortable, which was a new thing for me. But as soon as I noticed that I wasn't snapping at my children or my husband and that 
I could respond to them from a whole different space. Um, it was like an immediate payoff to my choice. And now being without that constant feeling of anxiety and overwhelm and panic, there is zero reason I would ever drink again. But I have never told myself I can't drink again. I just know that it's not something that benefits me or my family. Um, it wasn't giving me anything. It was only taking. And I wasn't in control. And I'm a big fan of being in control. And so alcohol had control over me. And I don't ever want to experience that again. But I'm never going to say I will never drink again because that is putting a restriction on something. So for now, it's right for me to not drink. And it is the best thing I can do for my parenting, my career, life in general. So no, I don't ever think about drinking again. I also switched this mindset around not having it. I can, I will never say, oh, I can't have alcohol. I can, I could do it. I could <laughs> drink whenever I wanted to. It's, I choose not to have alcohol just because I don't think it does me any good. When I quit drinking, it was, I remember the day we were, we were out and I had some cider and I I just didn't feel good and I needed the whole afternoon to recover. So that meant for me, I wasn't able to work at all that rest of the day. And I thought, I cannot afford to lose days like this. I cannot afford to spend weekends when I'm just trying to recover after drinking. It's really against productivity, um, apart from all the other health reasons, but it was really affecting my productivity. So I said, no, I will not have any of this anymore. I'm done. Um, you mentioned you were using this as a crutch. I, I remember this was also the case for me, or, but not for a, a negative feeling, but for positive feelings as well. Uh, and I remember back when I made this decision, we were still living on a boat. Mm -hmm. And every two weeks we had to move the boat because we were cruising around. And that day was really, really stressful because we had to put everything in motion. Um, we were really dependent on the weather. It was crazy. You basically move with your whole house every two weeks. And once that was over and the boat was moored, everyone was safe, engine was off, the only thing I could think of was, let's go to the supermarket so we can have some Prosecco because I need to calm down. It was full of energy, all that adrenaline. Yeah, it was a lot of adrenaline. Um, and I was looking forward to having that Prosecco to calm down. And I didn't realize this until I stopped drinking. Did you find um, that once you stopped drinking, you tried to numb those feelings with something else or you just dealt with it differently? I learned to deal with it differently um, because I would use, I found out a lot of things actually 
the longer that I go without alcohol and the more reflection time I have, I realized all the different ways I used alcohol through my life. Um, I always thought I was really outgoing and that I was like the life of the party. But once you take alcohol out, I actually don't really want to be around people that much. <laughs> so it was almost like it allowed me to be a different person. Um, so it was, you know, that liquid courage. Um, and then, but when I quit, it was like I was able to accept these things. But I also incorporated a very strong gratitude and meditation practice which allowed me to kind of sit with my feelings because I realized that my drinking was a way to not feel feelings. And I didn't realize that. I just knew that every time I would start to get really uncomfortable, I would want to drink. But I didn't, in the moment when I was drinking, I didn't know that. I just knew that I was like really just frustrated with something or I maybe wanted to celebrate something. It could be the good or the bad. And the way that I dealt with it was to drink. So once I started really practicing gratitude and meditating and really being present in each and every moment, like sitting with things that were maybe really uncomfortable, allowing myself to feel I didn't need alcohol to take those feelings away from me. So it, it really let me be more comfortable in the uncomfortable. <laughs> this takes me... Uh, this takes my thoughts to mommy wine culture. We're both parents and it's hard. Parenthood is hard, is one of the hardest things. So many emotions, both ours and the children's and some days are absolutely insane. But I still cannot um, agree with this idea that we need the wine at the end of the day. And I know there are a few um, funny, I know there's supposed to be funny videos. I remember one on TikTok when the mom is looking at the clock ticking and waiting for uh, the hour to be something that's appropriate uh, and acceptable to start drinking. And I think that is, that is sad. We shouldn't be living like this. So what's your take on that? Well, I think mommy wine culture has been way over glorified and we're making it be a much smaller deal than it really is. Our children are watching us and they are learning that the only way to cope is to drink and that they are so difficult that they need to have an, their moms need to be medicated with alcohol to survive them. And I don't think that that is healthy for children to see because they will also think as they grow into parenthood or into adulthood, that when something is hard and uncomfortable, that you need to numb it out. And this also showing that people are maybe so overwhelmed with everything going on in life that they have to somehow escape it. So for me personally, it's been finding what's really important to you and focusing on that and kind of taking a step back from the things that aren't important. 
stop trying to do everything to please everyone else. Really focus on the very, like the bare minimum. So you aren't overwhelmed, right? When you get overwhelmed, you want to try and escape it. So focus on you, take care of yourself. Let your children see you taking care of yourself, right? Like I personally, I use movement to take care of myself. It helps me release the feelings from my body. That's one of the tools that I used um, when I quit drinking was to move feelings through my body. I would lift weights and it was purely on a mental health focus. And my children see me doing that. And that is a great outlet to, you know, make yourself healthier, but to let your children see how you're coping with those things. And that is, that is better than watching them watching your parents drink to handle, you know, whatever situation you might be in. Thank you for that perspective. I actually didn't think of it that way, that our children do see us. And in that case, they see that they're so difficult and life with them is so hard that you need to escape it. And again, I think that's, that's very sad. Um, and I, I also exercise with my son and I, I bought him a set of dumbbells, the toy dumbbells. So whenever we exercise, he joins in and um, also he sees when there are hard days and we're upset and we have to go through things, but we, we do it anyway. And then we let the emotions be. We make sure to tell him, this is not you. It's just something that it's happening. Um, and even if he did something, we make sure to tell him, I am upset. I am not upset with you. Still love you, but I need to cool down a bit. And once you let those emotions be, they will eventually go away and everyone goes back to being okay without needing then to fix the relationship because I guess that can happen with parents who drink and snap at the children and then they break that relationship and they need to go back and and repair yeah I think like talking to your son and letting him know that like I have become so much more vocal with my daughters in communicating like either that I'm having a hard time or with something that is frustrating me, but talking to them about it. Whereas before I would just kind of swallow it down quite literally with alcohol. Like I would just be like, my feelings aren't valid or maybe I'm out of line or I just didn't want to deal with it. So it's kind of teaching them how to communicate. And then also when they see me starting to stress out, I use a lot of, you know, breathing techniques and my youngest, she struggles with anxiety. And so now her and I will breathe together. She knows breathing techniques. She's nine. And she will come and sit and meditate with me. So she is learning these tools that I didn't learn until I was in my 40s. And she's learning them when she's eight and nine years old, how to work through really strong emotions. And that's really beautiful because it gives me hope that she won't maybe have the same struggles that I did. Another thing that I wanted to say about this is people see it as normal behavior, I guess. We've normalized 
drinking so we feel better. And we do it since young. Yeah. I mean, I have memories of things that happened to me that weren't super difficult back in high school or university. I don't know, a breakup or a, um, a low grade. What do friends say the first time they see you upset? Let's go have a drink to make you feel better. And this is what we learn. This is how we grow up. This is what we think is normal. And at some point, you get to this realization, oh, this is actually not good for me because I'm I'm also, I'm numbing everything and I'm missing a lot of opportunities in life because I'm not capable of feeling uncomfortable emotions. Have you seen a benefit apart from parenthood, a benefit in life from being able to feel emotions? Yes. Now, like now I'm really like comfortable, like feeling uncomfortable knowing it will pass, but I also get to feel these highs so much better. Whereas before I kind of was like, I don't know, almost like flatlined. Like I kept myself within this like certain gray area and now it's like when I feel something like I know it will pass and I know I'll get through it but then I also get these like really big exciting things and I don't celebrate it with drinking like before I would have celebrated it with drinking and then it would have been really exciting and then the next next day I would have felt like crap and so I would have sent myself into a downward spiral well now I can feel the good and kind of ride that high for longer And then when I come down from it, I come down slower and I don't just like plummet off a cliff straight back into anxiety and feeling really low. So the highs are better and the lows don't last as long. So it's just an overall better feeling in life. And I don't, because I'm an entrepreneur, right? So as like building my coaching business, the highs and the lows and the ups and the downs, they are brutal. And if I was still drinking, I don't think I could have survived all the ups and downs of building a business. It would have been too hard. I I agree with that. <laughs> I would also add that being able, especially in business, being able to feel negative emotions and knowing you are capable <clears throat> of feeling negative emotion you're not um, avoiding taking scary action anymore because you know, well, whatever happens, I will be able to deal with it. It's not uh, it's not a big deal, whether I'll feel a little bit embarrassed or rejected or um, a bit of shame. It's fine. It's all an emotion. I know how to do this. It's perfectly fine. Let's go for it. So it gives you access to more more success than you would be able to get if you weren't able to feel your feelings. 100%. So people who are doing dry January, what advice do we have for them? I would say that to reframe it from restriction to like 
experiencing life in a whole new manner. Don't think of it as like, I can't have alcohol, but like I get to feel a whole new level of life. And so when you take that restriction away from it, it just feels better. I would also say that if you can find a way to prioritize yourself, put like things that like make you feel good at the top of your list, like things that you want to try or experience, anything that is putting your needs first will be really beneficial. Obviously, if you have children, take care of your children, but also focus on giving yourself five minutes in the morning of reading a book or meditating or any sort of calming thing that like maybe gets you really present can be really helpful. And then lastly, um, moving your body because you get those endorphins, you get those feel good things that a lot of times we got from alcohol. But if you can find a movement that you really enjoy, it's going to help boost those endorphins. It's going to give you lots of good, you know, chemicals in your brain. And it will also help you maybe move the feelings through your body that are kind of trapped in there, that drinking was maybe help helping you. I put that in air quotes, that drinking was helping you cope with. Move your body and let those feelings like flow through you. So that's what I would say. I want to add just a little bit to this. We numb those negative emotions because they obviously, they don't feel good. We want to get rid of them. But what alcohol does is just cover, covering them up. We don't actually get rid of them. They stay in the body and they accumulate. And we know the expression that you will bottle everything up and at some point you will uh, explode because everything is inside. You haven't released it. You've just pushed it down through alcohol. So when we start to use exercise or breathing and we let the emotion be, it does actually go away. It's not staying in the body. Um, so this is a very important point when y- you might have a really difficult day and you're tempted to drink, but just try to not try to release that emotion in a different way and you will feel better, genuinely better. It's not just a cover up. Thank you so much for this conversation. And maybe we'll meet again in another year and see how things are going. Uh, Before you go, just tell us a little bit about what you do and where people can find you. All right. So I am a coach that helps women rebel against anxiety. So if you are struggling with overwhelm or anxiety, especially if you're a parent, um, I would love to help you. I offer a 12-week one-on-one coaching program uh, where we can work on uh, changing lifestyle behaviors and really focusing on how we can get this anxiety kind of tamed. I don't want to ever say that I get rid of it because anxiety just kind of is there, but to be able to feel like you have control over it. Um, And you can find me, I'm usually on Instagram, I'm at starlin.hanneman. And my website is wholesomerebelwellness.com. Thank you for that. And I'll put everything in the notes so people can find you easily. 
It's been a wonderful conversation and I really wanted to touch on this topic and having someone else uh, bounce ideas with. So this has been super helpful. Thank you so much. And as I said, maybe we'll chat again in the in a new year. Yes, um, thank you. And until next time, bye-bye.